Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at Don't snigger. I'm working here, for goodness sake. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Jeff Thomas, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy V. Freeman, and our Executive Director, Cooper. Now, before we make a start on your emails... Hang on, I think before we make a start on anything... Does. We need to explain that one of us has had a very nice morning... (laughs) Because I'm hoping it was you. I had a li- I had a lion until eight o'clock, and then I found out that Boris Johnson had resigned, that Donald Trump's going to prison, and they found four children alive in Colombia that were lost. There's only four alive children in Colombia. Yeah, I know it's terrible, and um, it's a beautiful sunny day, and Bob the tortoise ooh, is having ooh. his brekker on the lawn. Oh, you found Bob, did you? Yep. And uh, I had a croissant with blackberry jam for my breakfast. Mm, Oh, blackberry jam. So now let's hear about what happened for you. (laughs) Bearing in mind, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jeff is of a very mathematical persuasion and understands time in a way that I seem not to be able to grasp. However, today it went horribly wrong. (laughs) nothing, Nothing to do with time per se, but it was to do with my... Having forgotten a very brief, I, 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 in my defence, it was a very brief conversation uh, in which um, we changed the time of recording from uh, 8.30 my time to 10 o'clock my time. So that was me having had a reasonably late last night, albeit not a boozy one because I, uh, I wasn't drinking. Um, didn't get to bed until sort of one o'clock and then uh, set my alarm uh, with some regret I have mm. to say, at one o'clock last night, to, uh, for 7.20, so I could get up, take the dog out, listen to last night's episode of The Archers, um, make myself a cup of tea, and be ready and uh, ready to go at my desk at 8.30. And then I sat there for an hour until... Yes, and I got a series of sarcastic messages you that started, not. That started darling, darling, are we no. not supposed to be... <laughs> Recording now, and I said no because it's not nine o'clock. And then there was a lot of expletives. No, you see, I sat there for fifty minutes without <laughs> sending any email, any messages, because I'm I'm sitting there. Don't bear in mind thinking, bloody hell, Lucy's bugged up the time again. Yes, <laughs> and yet, and who was and it? Yet something at the back of my mind was obviously saying, eh, should we just wait and see on that one? Because I didn't send any snotty messages at all, and I waited until you woke up, and then I. They asked politely yes. whether or not we ought to have been recording for three quarters mm. of an hour already, and it turned out not. Yes, anyway, so today might be a trifle snippy, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I think that's the way to No, it. No, it's fine, because uh, after, after my, my triumph 
the last time I did this, I've had a couple of really large brandies already this morning. Okay, so, you know, it's, super. Uh, I'll be fine. Super. Okay. Right, as you were, back can to I the read, script. Can please. I read the script now? Yes, you may. Carry on. Uh, where, did I, where did I get to? Now, before we make a start. Okay, right. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. This week in Ambridge was brought to you by the word grieving, and there was an awful lot of recycling. So, I see Marianne's a vegan. David was very disbelieving about a vegan breakfast, as if he didn't think it really existed. What do you mean, no bacon? A bit of bacon. Bacon rind. Poached egg, then, not fried. It was a busy week at Brookfield, what with Marianne and Open Farm Sunday. Ben was troubleshooting, he said, which meant he just strolled about chatting while other people hauled bales around behind him. The general public was mercifully spared the Bridge Farm Open Sunday for fear of people writing rude things in yoghurt on their bloody window. So nobody got to see Pat knitting goat hair into tabards with her feet. One of the most excruciating scenes I've ever heard followed, namely Ben and Freddy discussing Freddy's DJing. There was a... Did you just go... Ugh. I did. No, I, I cringed, yes. <laughs> there was a bit of bowel-twangingly awful rap, followed by a lot of gratuitous ute-speak. Oliver, who, as we know, is doing a Duolingo course in ute, was the only person who could possibly have understood them. More music references, as Adam told Alice, that for Brian it was all about the drill, apparently. Wonder if he's a Heady One fan or more Digger D. We'll probably never know. Over at Lolo, Elizabeth actually had some work to do, namely clearing the bird shit and calippo fingerprints off the outside chairs and tables. She wandered about pouting until she found Freddy and blackmailed him into doing it instead. Fair play to her, though. She's completely upfront about it. I'm so glad I didn't have to do that, she said. Anyway, she has now had the genius idea of rather than expecting a 24-year-old pillock to have an innate understanding of balance sheets and strategy, it might be a good idea to actually train him in what he's going to need to do. Genius! Oh, you can see why she was Borsuch Chair Businesswoman Shear of the Year Shear. George rushed into Neil's office without knocking and Neil appeared so flustered I imagine he was watching some confidential business. Bloody hell, George, you need to knock. Get off my laptop. It's just wrestling. Ladies, ladies wrestling. And it's very hot there. And now we turn to the recycling and sustainability bit, both of which are laudable but somewhat bewildering in a soap opera. We received a chunk of script about mindfulness that came directly from Ben's script about four months ago about what he had to do when he had a panic attack. Tell me what you can see, ect, ect. I can see a red admiral. I can see the cows. I can see mum patrolling the border with a cocked rifle. <laughs> then Lillian commiserated about Adam's dilemma, saying, thing is, if you returned to home farm, darling, you'd have exactly the same problem you had last time. One sip of his G&T and Justin said, well, Adam, I imagine if you returned to home farm, you'd have exactly the same problem you had last time. Then Krusty and Tom met up in a strange place that has music that sounded like an Elizabethan nose flute in the background. And Krusty said that if the bridge farm archers all pulled together, Rob would have no power. Tom said, Dad needs to hear this. And then we indeed heard him tell his dad exactly what we'd just heard. Still, it filled a couple of minutes. And given we spent two minutes listening to Brian guzzle an entire bottle of water, even that was probably preferable. Uh, something we need to get clear and I'm still unsure as to whether or not I need to get social services involved here. How much exactly do Emma and Susan fancy Georgie? It is no wonder Neil's leaving the Am leaving Ambridge View at 6am every day. He's probably getting kicked out of bed so that Georgie can get in. It was a frankly nauseating display of fawning, cooing over his muscles and generally treating him like a little emperor. Ruth is going to do a speech about grass. She is very, very excited. It's a big deal, she said, Peterborough. 
Justin and Brian, the two freshly wormed stags, got their antlers tangled about whether or not Brian had remembered that he had a field. And then it was the 20,000th episode. Now, I am not someone who craves drama. Normally the combination of bin day and putting in a new pair of monthly lenses is enough to send me to bed with a nervous headache. But Twitter said Rob was due an appearance. So there I was, hands clasped in girlish anticipation of either a shooting, a stabbing or just to punch up the bracket. And what did we get? Georgie wrestling a piglet and Batman and Robin deciding they were going to go to Gotham themselves and take on the Joker. Presumably Lee will cry and Tom will hit Rob with a turnip that he has handily <laughs> stashed about his person. What a letdown. Sale of the century, that was. Boo to you, scriptwriters. We'll all probably listen to only about another 20,000 episodes before we get really fed up. The um, end. That, so that was the 20,000th episode. It was. I said, because Rob's actually going to be in it tomorrow, because mm. that was, you know, that was what they said. Mm. And I don't, I don't know who they was, but I definitely saw somebody saying that, you know, Rob was, oh, I think it was in the press somewhere. And um, and I said, oh, Rob's going to be in it tomorrow. And Lucy says, well, it's the 20,000th episode, and they always do something really big for the special episodes. Mm. Uh, so, you know, we, we discussed, yeah, shootings and stabbings mm. and all sorts of things, and... I'd have settled for a maiming, quite frankly. And then we got Lee and mm. uh, Tom <laughs> talking about talking to Rob. And the, the thing was that they hyped it up themselves. I saw I saw yeah. things from the Archers yeah. and the BBC I know. on Twitter hyping mm. up the 20,000th episode. And mm. then, as you say, we got Georgie with the pigs and Batman and Robin. I think somebody... Talking about talking to the Joker. <laughs> I think somebody said... He's on the cast list for this week. So whether or not he's going to be in Sunday, I don't know. But we've had... Who was it who suggested this? Because it was excellent. Uh, ah, that's right. This is from Laurie Jones in America. Hello, Laurie. She says, Rob is going to kill Lee. If Harriet's gossip is correct and Lee will be leaving the show to go to Coronation Street, what a better way to get rid of him. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Why would Rob kill Lee? Because he's jealous of him. Because he's seeing Helen and he's seeing uh, his but son. He doesn't, and he doesn't, does he want Helen? Or does no, he but he doesn't want make, anyone else to have her. All right, and he wants, wants to make Helen's life as unpleasant yes. as possible. And incredibly, killing Lee would actually make <laughs> Helen's life worse. I not... know. He'd get a commendation from the listening audience. <laughs> <laughs> no. Lee is, he's sort of, in the way a golden retriever puppy is really cute to look at for about 10 minutes before it starts ripping your slippers before, apart. It's sort it starts, of, yes, and it gets annoying. Yeah. It, and it's, disappointing. Is, I think, which is exactly how she treats him. Right. Um, well, it's an idea. Do you think Lee would be buried in his white trainers? Oh, yeah, of course. Hmm. With the box, like the Nike box laid on top of his chest in the coffin. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Yep. Or they're going to go and see him. Well, and... well, clearly they are going. Well, I mean, at this point, seriously, if they don't even do that, then I'm mm. out. I'm done. That's You are not. Come anyway. on. No, of course I'm not. And, they're... <laughs> and I think they're going to go and see him and they're yes. going to find him in a hospital bed. But do they know? I mean, that's actually, do they know where he is? No. 
Right. So how are they going to go? Well, there must be. They'd, they'd have to contact his solicitor, I suppose. Oh, I right. His solicitor's definitely going to just hand over his yeah, whereabouts. Yes, please. He'd love. He'd. Yes. No. No. He's he's looking forward to seeing you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and will be available at these times. Yeah. I mean, they can't. Presumably, they they can't find him. What are they going to do? Get a private investigator on the job? I, I can't think of any other way. Well, of doing by it. Sunday. <laughs> yes. No. They need. To, <laughs> they'll need to get up early, won't they? <laughs> Uh, I, yes, I hadn't thought about that, but how are they going to find mm. Rob to give him this mm. terrifying, presumably terrifying talking to, leaving him quaking in his... Can you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> Tom, and, Tom and Lee and turning up on just, your doorstep. Yeah, and just leave her alone. <laughs> and, another, right? and another thing. Yeah. Will, will you uh, leave was, her alone? What, okay, what good, the, thank you. <laughs> thank you very what much. Was the other, what was the other thing? Uh, uh, Anyway, yeah, let that be a lesson to you. Bye. I'm just going to leave you this flyer for the Bridge Fresh app. It's really... <laughs> Natasha said I had to. <laughs> God, I mean, honestly. I've never been more let down by anything. Well, that's a bit but of an no, understatement. Come on. <laughs> come on, Luz. Okay, we both know that's a lie. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, seriously, it was deeply <laughs> depressing, and just oh god, was that it? I mean, so I if they actually I, I, make I, the twenty thousand and one episode well, better than exactly. the twenty thousand, is that is that worse now? Twenty thousand. If they make up for it tomorrow, is that worse? I think it, <laughs> I I think think it so. might be. It's like having your birthday and then. Nothing yeah. happens, and yeah. then a massive yeah. party a week later. It's just you know, what, what, just yeah, ridiculous. I, I don't know. I didn't. I felt quite irritated because I just thought, what are you doing? That's. I got up, you know, as previously place. discussed. I got up early this morning. Yes. Well, that was because you can't remember anything. But. I mean, bearing in mind, bearing in mind that I'm, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the cricket. Uh, I, I've had plenty of opportunities in my life to get up early and be. Disappointed. Sorely disappointed. <laughs> uh, but um, but I think this might even be worse than the, the Ashes mm. drubbing, 5-0 drubbing um, uh, last time England were in Australia. Oh. Yeah. That's how disappointed I yes. was. I know what you're saying is words, to use Harry. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, last week, yes. I said that she was going to go... For, that, sorry. Yes, I forget she? that you're not in Who's my head. She? Your girlfriend, Lucy Speed... Oh yes. So yes. Now I've discussed. I hadn't put two and two together on this, readers, readers, listeners. Um, but uh, so I knew that uh, an actress named Lucy Speed um, played Stella, um, and I knew that I fancied an actress called Lucy Speed, although I didn't actually know her name. So I knew a face that I fancied, and I knew a name that played Stella. But this week I've put them together with. It's been Remarkable a big week results. for you, hasn't it? it has, Figuring yes. out that people have it got has. names and faces. It's good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, anyway. So, my, my um, girlfriend in waiting, uh, yeah. Lucy Speed. What yeah. about her? Uh, and it's quite useful as well because you won't have to remember a new name. Fact, no, you probably right. just recycle the Valentine's card. I can't get myself in. Uh, I said that, uh, she, that uh, Stella could go for constructive dismissal. Uh, wrongful dismissal. And I was wrong. It should be. Yes. Oh, uh, yes, I see. Unfair yeah. dismissal. Yeah, unfair dismissal. Um, yeah, yeah. And a million billion people 
messaged me and went, duh, it's not that. Um, yeah. So I apologise, and I did apologise on Twitter that I was saying the wrong thing all the way through. But I think the important thing to focus on was, you know, the fact that she's got a watertight case and Brian's a massive knobber. But anyway. Well, um, mm, I don't know that she does. Oh, just listen to this, though. This is from okay. Shelley. We can have a row in a minute. Just listen right, to this. Yeah, Shelley Eden, yeah, who yeah. is an employment law- lawyer, mm. and said... Oh, yeah, all right. This is going to blow whatever I was going to say out yep. the isn't it? Yeah. A constructive dismissal happens when someone is so badly treated at work they have no choice but to yes, resign. Yes, as though they've been so Yes. Yeah. Stella, on the other hand, has actually been dismissed. Yes. In New Zealand, where I am from, we call this an unjustified dismissal. In the, young, yeah. un- in the UK, I think you call it an unfair dismissal. Yes. But there seems to be the criteria that the person has to have been working for the business for two years first. There may be more to it, but really? as I'm not a UK lawyer, I'd better shut my mouth at this point. But anyway, it's not so a constructive you can, dismissal. You can kick somebody out before two years are up. Yeah, with, and they and can't go back to you about uh, unfair dismissal. I. Well, yeah, OK. It mean... all hinges on Adam, doesn't it? Well, exactly, and it's uh, and it's about a conversation that the mm. two of them had with nobody else there. Yeah. So if Adam wants to stick to his guns and say, um, "No, Stella, I definitely didn't say that. I said you are under no circumstances to go and order the whatever the hell it's called." By the way, I do I can't remember what it's called, but I do know what it does. Do you know what it does? What what does? The piece of machinery that she bought, the pipe planter or whatever it's called no it's just called a nudist drill mm. i have no idea what it does but i like I tell to you? imagine it no because then you'll ruin my illusions about the nudist you drill. don't really have illusions about them. so what it does is to plant seeds without having to disturb the surface so you don't have to plow your field you can leave stubble for instance oh. uh in the field uh and it it essentially just kind of goes bloop and puts the plumps of the seed under the surface at exactly the right uh, depth and sort of um, distance apart and so on and so forth. Uh, and so it means that you can just plant fields without having to plough them. Oh. Which okay. does sound... So it is, it is kind of relevant because it sounds, even to me as a, an agricultural idiot, um, like that would save an awful lot of time and effort. Yes. Doesn't it? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. No, it is all round a good thing. Mm, right, but in, but the, the the conversation that Brian uh, Brian that um, Adam and Stella. Stella had, unfortunately, is is nothing more than that. Mm. Um, so it is. He said, she said, but I exactly. don't understand what Justin's cunning plan is, apart from to well, threaten to bully Brian into taking a back. Yeah. I mean, I think actually he's. Justin, and I'm not sure I understand his his uh, motivation for it because it's certainly not out of any sense of you know uh, altruism. Um, so what's in it for him? I haven't yet figured out, but uh, I think he's probably right. That is the it's bearing in mind our previous conversation about you know the conversation between Adam and Stella. Um, it'll be much quicker and easier uh, and. Um, cheaper as well just to bully Brian back in mm. bully Brian into taking Stella back on which it looks like it does seem like Justin can do I'm not sure I'd want to go back though because he was to, for someone to have that little faith in you 
But she went through all the reasons. She was quite explicit about it. Wasn't yeah. She? she said, you know, this is exactly the kind of farm I want to run, and you mm. know, and what she didn't say, but must have thought was, and anyway, Brian's going to be dead soon. Yes. <laughs> so, so you know, I'm probably only going to stick around another three or four weeks, <laughs> and he'll have had a massive grabber. <laughs> So, <laughs> yes, you're just going to lurk behind things and leap out, shouting, just to see if you can terrify me to cardiac arrest. Um, uh, now, we also had some uh, emails about, because uh, we were saying, was uh, Harriet asked me, I don't know why she asked me, she knows I don't bloody know, but anyway, Harriet asked me, still in the land of the blind, etc., um, uh, if... Uh, Lillian had been had been a consistent character all the way through, i.e. had she always been Lillianish. And yes. also Did she always have a drinks trolley? Yeah. Yeah. And also did she um uh what's the word? Did did, did she when she was in Guernsey was you know how big a character was she before she left for Guernsey? So excitingly we have had two people who know the answer to this right. uh, one of whom is david wright who said your podcasts always make me laugh out loud which is a problem because my family are not archers fans and complain if i play it on the bluetooth speaker as i wear hearing aids it i bluetooth to me it like what? you need a new family yeah i as i wear hearing aids i bluetooth it to them instead now my family complain and give me hard stares when i ignore them and walk around laughing this week can I you listen to, to things on your hearing aids now what Yes, you can Bluetooth. Yes, so they act like speakers. What a time to be alive. Eh? I know. It's good, isn't it? Wow. This I week... I mean, obviously, you'd probably rather not. <laughs> this week, I decided to weed the paving so I could listen without approbation. Now the neighbours think I'm on magic mushrooms. Turning to Lillian, <laughs> I can inform you that there have been two previous Lillians, Margaret Lane and Liz Marlowe. How do I know this? The Book of the Archers. It was published in 1980, 1993. So not much good if you want to know about recent storylines, but full of deep backstory. Is this the same one that was written by Brian and um, and whoever that uh, uh, the book of the that Harriet Ashes. found on the? On He's the bookshelf actually the... sent me a picture of his uh, bookshelf on which he has no less than thirteen Archer's books. Good lord! So he said he has got the archive. So if we want to know anything, we can ask him. Yeah, it I was think... written by yes, Patricia Grit. So it was written by. Um, uh, Jill, Brian, and yeah. that's uh, the one that Harriet found in the yeah. uh, in the B and B or whatever yeah. it was the other day. Yeah. It wasn't Harriet. It was um... oh, was it uh, one of the listeners? Was it? Yes, I've forgotten his name. I, his name was in my head till the second I started the sentence. I inherited I'm very my mum's books. To whoever that was, he said, when she yeah. died last year, including her Archers collection. The Archers has been part of my life since I was born, as my mum was a voice actress yeah. and played two different characters: Debbie Glover in the 1950s and Joan Hood later Joan Burton, in the early 60s, after a break to have me. Uh, Her broadcasting uh, name was Esma Wilson. Isn't that Esma. interesting? There aren't enough Esmas in the world. No. We need more Esmas. I don't know who Debbie Glover and Joan Hood are. So can you write in, David, and tell us what, what, what character they perform... I mean, who, how they fitted into the village. Now, Terry White has said similar... Hello, Terry. Aside from any child actors, Lillian was first played by Elizabeth Marlowe as a sweet, horsey girl and a contrast to Jennifer, who some 60 years ago was describing herself as a beatnik. Ha! Lillian married and was swiftly widowed by Lester Nicholson. She then married Ralph Bellamy, second widowhood, inherited Ralph's fortune and took it to Guernsey for the good of its health. 
<laughs> Elizabeth was last heard from about 30 years ago when she visited Peggy. She presented Eddie with a Viking's head sculpture as a trophy for the darts match between the bull and the cat and fiddle. When Lillian was subsequently reintroduced, full-time Elizabeth was overlooked and the character Sonny Ormond came into play was the gin-soaked Fagash Lil. <laughs> oh, and, you know, we were also talking about old Clary, new Clary, old Clary. Yes. Well, apparently, uh, it was middle Clary, new Clary, was recast yes. in 1987 because she committed suicide. Isn't that awful? Yikes. I have no idea. Gosh, that's dreadful. <sighs> and it um, must have been it must have been a bit odd for um for present Clary to to take up the reins again under those circumstances. Yes. Yes. Ooh, that's awful. Yes, it is. Um Ah this one, we're back to um what are we back to? We're back to the unfair dismissal thing. Elizabeth Bartle uh says consider this pro bono advice rarely seen <laughs> but your podcast does tend to bring out my better nature um even if stella did have a claim for unfair dismissal the compensation is based on how long it'll take her to get a exactly. new job exactly. it's not huge and fixed at one year's salary yeah or 90k whichever is lower but yeah. you'd be expected to get a new job quicker than a year yeah. the exception to this is if she's claiming that her dismissal was discriminatory e.g. sexual discrimination, for which there's no minimum period of employment. Also, there's no cap on discrimination dismissal compensation, plus you'd get an award for injury to feelings. Okay. So all that Stella may be entitled to is damages for breach of contract because she was yeah. fired without notice. And so she she'd be entitled to her notice period. Yeah. Uh, it could be a big payout if she was on a fixed-term contract, which had a long period left to run. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh... Possible silver lining, Stella needs a shoulder to cry on, perhaps a sturdy milking shoulder by way of Brookfield, or she takes advice from a gay former barrister who happens to be visiting her mother and has just reappeared in the village. Yes. Yes. Bit of right. North Face action. That's what we want. Yes. So that, um, yeah, she's... I, I mean, it all points to her just getting a job back, doesn't it? Yes. I think. But... And if I think... and, and um, I think it points I, to Brian retiring. Oh, yes, please. Mm. Uh, Brian retiring, and what does that mean for Adam, then? He'll get, oh, God, he'll be back into the Brian role. Yeah. So God. good luck with that, Stella. Um, by, by the way, by, mm. while we're talking about sexism, mm. what the hell was that with David and Ruth? What, oh. was, what was that? The kind of the jocular... Yeah, because he kept saying, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't, it came out. And I'm thinking, well, what, what did, what yeah. was that meant to be other than you? Why would they ask you? I think it's just because they're in an, I think he'd have been just as, I mean, I'm not just defending David because I like him. Yes, you are. But I am, I think it was just because they're an obscure farm in Borsetshire and he couldn't quite figure out how anyone had found them even. Because they're not exactly high profile, are they? No, because then that would have been us. I it was that was definitely a a subconscious, which is the worst kind, dig at Ruth. Really? I thought that was awful. As much as he tried to laugh it off, I thought that was dreadful. Mm. He d he d deserved a bloody good slap for that. That was really instead of a lot of Geordie chuckling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although there was a really oh, nice, there was I did I did really enjoy then the bit sort of 
10 minutes later when um, where they said, oh, that was NASA on the floor and they want me to go into space. Yeah. And um, and he said, and they were, he said something like, "Yeah, you're you're the obvious choice." Or, and yeah. that was really really nice. But yeah. it was just out of the blue, I don't yeah. know whether this, whether, it, whether it's um, you know foreshadowing something. But it, I thought mm. it was horrible. I really really didn't enjoy that. Ooh. Yes. So um, listen up, writers. No <laughs> more of that kind of thing. Thank you very much. Casual sexism. Yes. It's the kind of thing you'd expect from. Brian, maybe actually not even Brian. No, no, because I mean he employed Stella. Eddie. Yeah. But Clary yeah. has no never never says she's a farmer, does she? She just says she's a no. farmer's wife or whatever. Uh, this is Mairead McRae talking about Brian. You know, you said that he was going to have a grapper in the next couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. Um, oh yes, but first we do a little diversion. Uh, loved your segment on Alsford. I'm from Glasgow, but my granny and granddad lived there my whole life, so I spent every summer there. As Harriet said, Alsford is the most English place imaginable. Alongside the local WI chapter, my grandparents used to host a charity burn supper in the community centre. One year, my brother volunteered at the event, and a posh old man wearing his RAF medals leaned past him to congratulate the organisers for hiring a novelty Scottish butler for the occasion. <laughs> I have so many fond memories of sunny days on the Watercrest line and Harriet's reportage brought it all back. Thank you. It's like a, we've, got a, we've developed a modern day down your way, haven't we? That's what we've done. We have. Oh, um, I was watching. So I, I do this um, occasionally. What I do is I watch old episodes of Down Your Way on YouTube. And there is something about Jack Hargreaves. and Because uh, I loved him as a kid, even. I used mm. to... Uh, because there was bugger all else on on a Sunday, I used to watch Down Your Way, and um, and I still watch him today, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is, if you are feeling uh, in any way troubled or or stressed or wound up, uh, just go to YouTube and find an old episode of uh, Down Your Way. The last one I watched was um, Charcoal, uh, the old charcoal. I don't know what they called them, the, the men who who make charcoal. They have these huge sort of charcoal burners and it's a real art. So go and watch. If you're feeling agitated, go and watch Jack Hargreaves down your way on YouTube. Right. Can I get back to the email now, please? If you like. You. Um, she said, I started listening to The Archers right as Rob first appeared in Ambridge, so maybe I have a tendency to expect dramatic dark storylines, but I can't help feeling like Brian is about to get bumped off. The scriptwriters seem to be setting up a whodunit of suspects, including disgruntled ex-employee Stella, oh. will-obsessed Adam, and a soon-to-return Rob who doesn't know Helen has left Blossom Hill Cottage. <gasps> I think you may have discussed this in a previous episode, but as your new What the Hell is Happening Here segment proves, I clearly retain nothing I hear on the radio. Perhaps Harrison's newfound interest in where flies live will enable him to use forensic entomology to uncover the killer in a moment of dazzling brilliance. My money is on gunslinging sure. Pat, who accidentally shoots Brian after mistaking him for well, Rob. This is what you said yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. I haven't started... Oh, well, you said you'd shoot Rob, but yeah. okay. I'll settle for a shooting Brian. That's fine, too. Yeah. I haven't started your latest episode, so hope I'm not being redundant here. I'm probably way off, but the theory is still less far-fetched than Freddie P being booked to DJ a trendy club in Birmingham. 
Mm. We need. Yes, we haven't discussed that yet, have we? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm finding. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to. I'm just going to pop downstairs and grab another drink, and, uh, <laughs> and then we, I'll come back and <laughs> we can talk about Freddie. By the way, I don't think I don't think Harrison could say forensic entomology. To no, rest, he'd say alone. flies on that. Yeah. <laughs> You know flies, uh, right? You know, you know flies. They get they love a dead body, apparently. Who knew? Anyway, um, so uh, Freddie, least convincing, twenty-two-year-old uh, D, twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old D. I think he's twenty-four, but Ever? I don't know where I've got that from. Yeah, okay, fine. Twenty-two, twenty-three. Just, Just, I know, I know, I know it's got to happen, and I know I'm very old, and I know they're very young, but uh, uh, oh, it, I just. You know, we know how they talk. We don't need to hear it. <laughs> well, no, but the, I, I, that's the thing is, I don't even think it's especially... Okay, you know, I don't hang around with young young people. You know. No, certainly well, except not, the ones you certainly live not, with. Certainly not since the letter, no. you know. But, <laughs> the um, restraining order. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I don't think they... I think that's possibly an older person's idea of how younger people talk. Well, there was no there was no mention of Riz at all. Um, I find because if I ever have to write it in anything, I say to my children, right? How do I say this? Exactly, exactly. And I suggest things, and they go because no. it's what they said last time, <laughs> and they go, Ugh, no, no, no one says that anymore. No, and it was no. literally two months later. Yeah, exactly. Because it's the way it's like any it's like any secret language. It's the way to keep other people out. It's yeah. inclusive of who you want to include and yeah. two fingers to people that don't understand it. So, um, But can you imagine being the owner of a club in Birmingham? Right? Presumably, you know, reasonably large club because mm. Freddie was talking about, you know, gauging down on the crowds and so on. So owning a you know, reasonably large club in Birmingham and Freddie turns up on your doorstep and says, I'd like to do a set. In fact, I'd like to do a night. Um, yeah, I mean... How long is it going to take you to go? <laughs> I don't think so. You yeah. Know, thank you very much. Um, yeah. But don't call us, we'll call you. Yeah. So it's just. Yeah. He's the least DJing, or the least DJ DJ I think I've ever. I don't know a lot of DJs, if I'm honest, but you know. I don't know any. He's, think... more, he's more Kid Jensen than, yeah. uh, than Tiesto, isn't he? I think this. It's sort of a bit wishful thinking as well because you have to get... It's like doing stand-up or anything. You have to go... You do a night for nothing to prove that you're not a complete idiot. You go and do a rehearsal. You go and show the promoter the kind of stuff that you're going to do. Yeah. And you don't just pitch up on a massive night. I mean, no. that's such a risk for them. Yeah. They're not it's... mad. Why would they do that? No, no. It's... Uh... Right, so... But um, while we're talking about... Uh, Freddie, mm. I don't understand what the hell is. I don't understand what's going on with uh, with the whole No Loxley thing, because um, so the trustees clearly, as he's quite right, <laughs> the trustees don't like him. Don't yeah, trust him. no. Um, and will you know if if uh, another option presents itself? Yeah. Um, in the meantime, anyone, they'll, they'll any take, passerby, well, more any, or less. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, Joy, for instance, yeah. and just <laughs> Can you Joy, imagine? are you busy? Uh, you know, um, so he's right. He's absolutely right. Um, I don't think. I mean, 
depending on what the scriptwriters think. I don't think he's going to make his career as a you know an international DJ. No, but um, I mean up until now, my feeling has been that Elizabeth is uh, has has relatively little tolerance for his professional skills or mm. a, a, a low opinion of his professional but again skills. she's never trained him she's never told him well, what no, he's supposed no, to be doing right. okay but now all of a sudden she seems to be again again without actually doing anything about mm. it i mean she started to talk about it but she now seems to be um fully on board the freddie's going to inherit uh, yeah. and run this place train. yeah what what happened uh plotical reasons I don't think there was any particular thing. I think she was impressed, she said, by his passion yes, when yeah. he got so mm. um, uh, about inflamed the about the painting. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, well done. You, you pissed to... everybody off. You're clearly a right. natural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what's happening. What no. the L is happening here, mm. Lucy? Well, uh, Rob uh, messaged us and said that when... Um, Harriet said about uh, the, the, the painting sort of um, t- uh, introducing a new um, sort of uh, a, a new start for Freddie. He thought, mm. Christ, he's going to start human trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm going to do, Mum. I've, um, I've had an idea. Yeah. <laughs> and what's happened to Lily? Where's Lily? Well, she's living in, she got a mensch this week, didn't she? She's living in the, in, um, the stables. She's living at does, the stables does, with does, uh, does she is she completely out of the picture now vis-a-vis lower loxley well yeah because it goes to the firstborn and well, does Freddie... it though because the trustees seem to have the power of giving it to whoever the hell they like yeah well i think it will end up being lily because she's so much more business-like than freddie but then we do like i mean nigel was an incredibly popular character and we do like this sort of uh bertie worcester bingo little buffoon full of ludicrous schemes and wheezes <laughs> rattling around the stately home you know so th- that they've got to yeah they've got to put her in there somewhere they've got to uh, put that's got to come out somewhere but i just think she's a natural and fred is an idiot but he'd right. actually be much happier i think when she said oh lower loxley's in his blood and you know you can see in the way and i thought he's there's no evidence that i can see that he's but, you know, that he's passionate about Lower Loxley. He was passionate about that painting. No, he's, he's not. He's not um... He did a little bit of tiddling round in the attic and found priceless paintings and things, didn't he? Yeah, and he's... Um, I mean, anything he seems to be required to do there, he does grudgingly whilst bitching about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, grudgingly and badly. Yeah. Um, the odd success he has it seems to be by, by accident. Yeah. You know? Um, so I don't know why he right. I don't know why he wants to do it. I certainly don't know why um, uh, why Elizabeth thinks it's a good idea mm. all of a sudden. And I'm sure the trustees won't. Perhaps that's it. Perhaps they're, they're we're setting up a showdown with the trustees. Uh, I don't care about the trustees. We Who never are the trustees? Them. Do we know? We've met one of them, uh, who was the man who came along and uh, talked about the the painting. But uh, I mean more generally. So these, presumably when Nigel... Well, they're like Neds, aren't they? They're like, you know... Neds? Non-executive directors. Oh, I see. So I they're people that were standing around on street in business, drinking business and... before, right. and then they, they, they come and... Uh... 
But how how are they? Why is Lower Loxley in trust? Uh, because. Um, because Nigel died. No. You, um, maybe I don't know. Somebody help. Right, listeners. Yes. Why Forward. is Lower Loxley in trust? Yes. Please, somebody. Answers on one side of the paper only. Show you're working. Um, another one about another email about um, Lillian and her and her the Guernsey years. Um, the original. This is from Andrew Stewart, who says the original Lillian was rather shy and demure. Weirdly, she re- reappeared as a gregarious, gin-swilling lush we have now come to love and know, having given birth to James, who, as we know, decided to marry a herb. That's coriander. Presumably when other suitors kissed her, all they could taste was soap, what, what? so that's why she ended up with James. Sorry. What? Herb, coriander, James. Yes, James is Lillian's son. Yes, but what's the coriander thing? He's married to a woman called Coriander. No, he's not really married to a woman called Coriander. Yes, he is. It's Robert Snell's daughter. She's not, she's not called Coriander. She is called Coriander. Nobody. <laughs> literally nobody. You know those lists they do every year of names? You yeah. Know, the coriander <laughs> is not and has never, is not on that list and has never appeared on that list. It could have been worse, could have been garlic, fennel. It's, it's not a name. <laughs> well, it is. So there. Uh, have you met my daughter Asafetida? <laughs> That's what? You can't call your child coriander. It's better than cumin you know, or cumin where everyone would argue about how you said it. That, you know, no, don't say it the first way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> do you know in Germany there are rules about this? What? About what you can call your child. Are there? Yes, there are. You, uh, it has to be, uh, controversially these days, uh, it has to be identifiably male or female, depending on the sex of your child. Um, there is a banned list, so you're not allowed to call your child Adolf. Uh, oh, for instance, anymore. Um, it has to be... In fact, there is, there's also an approved list, so they have a list of names that they've heard of, which is presumably getting updated, you know, on a, uh, a regular basis. But nonetheless, uh, if you try a name that's not on their list, uh, they won't have it. Um, it has to be spelled um, the same way as uh, one of the names on their list. Um, and, yeah, so you... Uh, wow. There are... There are there are quite strict rules about what you can and can't. Because round here, call your all, child. The, all the people in Essex, they just oh, make up names. No. Yeah. The Towie people, all their children mm. are called th- things like Crump and whatever <laughs> they've just thought up. Yes, yeah, destined tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. Now God, he says man. we're still back on Andrew Stewart now. Finally, my theory is that Peggy's indulgence of Lillian over the years is a nod to the earlier personality, as unlike everyone else in Ambridge, she probably feels that the daughter she actually gave birth to is in there somewhere. (laughs) She's definitely (laughs) Peggy's favourite. I think she is Peggy's favourite, actually. Isn't she everybody's favourite? I mean, there's not much competition, is there? Yeah. Um, Right, now... uh, you know, Michael Gorman, the doorman? Yes. He says, I do not know what the listeners to your excellent podcast in the UK, Perth or Papua New Guinea hear, but the mm. US version has adverts from various mm. footling products that would just be irritating, but are rendered infuriating by mm. being run abruptly in the middle of one of you speaking so that a mellifluous 
Is harassment on drugs or similar turns into, yes, get Bidly, the app that blah, 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 in a grating voice. The red mist, I'm sorry about that. We can, oh. The red mist prevents me from knowing what on earth Bitly does. <laughs> there is a famous line from the film League of Their Own, there is no crying in baseball. Since I often listen to Ambridge on the couch on earbuds while traversing the noisy mean streets of Chicago, I wonder if I could mention to Miss Carmichael a parallel line, there is no whispering in podcasts so that I can hear every word. Best wishes, Michael Gorman, past president, International Association of Deceased Dorman. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Harriet whispers so that other people can't hear her because if she's not sure about something, she thinks if she whispers it, it, she won't be found out. And also yes. if she's saying yeah. something that's about a rude thing about a member of her extended family or friends yeah. and she doesn't want them to hear it, she thinks if she whispers, they won't. Yes. No, that, it's, I look over my shoulder just to make sure that... Do you? I, in my empty room here, just to make sure that <laughs> I'm not being overheard when I'm saying something indiscreet. Yes. Um, read the adverts. Uh, just to reiterate, we have no control over what they well, are. It, so I got adverts for the first time this week. Oh, did you? In Were they in Welsh Dutch, or English? So, no, no, in Dutch, in Dutch. I got Dutch advert. Ooh. Or at least, no, I got a Dutch advert at the beginning and not one in the middle. Okay. Should we be quiet now and then we can put a, an advert in and it won't interrupt? Well, you know that you don't have to be quiet. You can just tell it where it's going, right? Yes, but then how do I know where... A quiet bit is well, for it to go. Well, you can listen to it. Oh, anyway, shush. So All let's right. let's do it now. Now. Stop it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There you go. That was a lovely advert for you that didn't crash anything. Uh, Robin Winning says, ah, haha, this has just answered your question. First of all, she says, regarding the call to the health inspector, while I'm sure it's true that the health inspector can't disclose who made the complaint, Helen should inform the department in writing that she suspects it may have been Rob, who is under a restraining order, copy the police and request that they confer with each other to confirm or rule it out. Along with Miles coming to Ambridge to speak on Rob's behalf, the police can start documenting a pattern of harassment that puts him in violation of his order and undermines his request for access. If he does that, Robin, he'll never come to Ambridge again. And then... We no. won't, you yeah, know. No. Anyway, no. Robin's a lawyer, so she knows what she's on about. Regarding Freddie, I am so frustrated with the complete lack of seriousness by Elizabeth and the trustees around actually training Freddie to take over Lower Loxley. Mm. It's not just about wrangling volunteers or finding a place to put Eddie's ferrets. I know where I'd put them. 
Freddie is going to be running a business. He needs to understand budgets and taxes and health and safety and employment law and insurance and on and on. It's a real job. A job for which Lily is apparently taking an actual course that is actually teaching her those things. Why has no one suggested that Freddie do the same course? Alternatively, Elizabeth could structure some actual on-site training and mentoring with the LL employees and contractors who are currently doing those jobs so he can learn and show his seriousness. I think he did shadow somebody for a bit, but it was a bit ad hoc. When he inherits, Freddie can always fob all that off on someone else, as I'm sure Lizzie does sexily. He keeps behaving like an ignorant <laughs> boob who has no idea what to do because everyone treats him like an ignorant boob who has no idea what to do. Thank you for letting <coughs> me get that off my chest. Mm. Well, yes, absolutely. Applauds vigorously. That's exactly what I think. Indeed. Um. <laughs> ignorant boob is yes. quite... Um, is really... <laughs> That's Freddie in a nutshell, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, right. Uh, this is Claire Everett, who says, I started oh, writing this email a few Everett. weeks ago. It's only a matter of time, isn't it? Yes. I started There's writing so this... many Everetts, I know. one of them's bound many, to be many. emailers. Yes. Um, I started writing this email a few weeks ago, then I must have fallen asleep and forgot all about it. The whole <laughs> Ardil Brian bromance has blindsided me. What a lovely couple. Let's hope they marry quickly and Ardil inherits Hope Farm and bulldozes through it to build a skyscraper oh, hotel complex. And Can all the awful offspring are forced to work there for a pittance with Stella in charge. <laughs> as sweet revenge for Adam and Jazzy Fleece Boy chucking her under the bus. Yeah. Obviously, maybe not Stella in charge now. I'll work on that bit. In the style of Maureen Lippmann, oh, he's got a jingle. What a moment. Here's hoping that a jingle equates to a plethora of UCAS points. It's got to be at least equal value to a D of E gold award. And we're very <laughs> excited to be inheriting Cooper. I'll get James to check the T's and C's on his uni accommodation. Thank you. Um, and finally, she said, I really enjoyed the Tracy Harrisman discussion on flies. It was like one of those random conversations you have with your kids when you wonder why you never thought of those questions. Then you remember you have too much other life admin to think about flies' hands. And then you spend the next hour down a Google rabbit hole finding out about all the details to find that no one really cares anyway. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Claire. <laughs> I care. I care. About I'd, flies go down a, I'd go down a YouTube rabbit hole to find out about flies' hands. Absolutely. You spend half your life down YouTube rabbit holes. I, can, I can, might even find an episode where Jack Hargreaves talks about flies' hands, mm. and that would be heaven. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we're now sponsored by Watercress. We uh, are the, uh, the, are we? the cha- No, we're the channel of, we're the podcast of choice for Watercress enthusiasts. Oh, oh clearly. Obviously yeah. we are, yes. Yeah, yeah. The water, the darling of the Watercress world. We are. Hmm. Uh, watercress cognoscenti. Um, <laughs> Sophie has I emailed love us. Watercress, by the way. Yes, it's I know. One of my very, very favourite things. Yes. Um, she sent us some pictures of what watercress looks like when it's growing because Harriet wasn't sure if what she'd seen from the train was watercress. Mm. Uh, so it grows in water, obviously. Really? And, <laughs> and it's been given TSG status. Which is the thing that they give to, they've given to champagne and Cornish pasties and Melton Mowbray pork pies, which oh. have a protected designation of origin, a PDO. Oh. So it's called a TSG, Traditional Speciality Guaranteed. So only watercress grown in this way can be called watercress. Mm. So if you grow it on your windowsill. It's not, it's not watercress, it's just it's cress. windowsill cress. Mm. Yeah. Windowsill cress sounds. But would it actually, would it then, because cress isn't nearly as good as watercress. No. 
Um, Although Bob's I don't mind it. Crest, but it's you know it's a pale imitation, isn't it? Mm. It's watery cousin. Yes. They probably don't have anything to do with each other at all, do they? Other no. than the name. No. They're not in any way related, are they? No. Uh, do we think too much about Crest? Do you think you do? <laughs> um, this is from Steve Parrott, who says Tom and Lee visit Rob. Oh, Lee, Lee, this is, it, he's headed this confidently. This is what will happen. <laughs> okay. Tom and Lee visit Rob. Lee ends up giving Rob a karate chop. Rob has it on video. Lee is sentenced to a stretch in HMP Weatherfield. Rob moves into Blossom Cottage. Well, no, Steve, I, no, but no, nice idea. Sorry, Steve. No, yeah. can't see that happening. <sighs> um, jo O'Leary has headed her email, sigh. Sent at 7.43 yesterday. Can you imagine what this is about? Uh, well, that was desperately disappointing. I hope mm. you've got some good watercress content to make up for that. <laughs> I have nothing you, else to you say. You know we have. I have nothing else to say. I'm only here for Hello, Helen. It's, I'm, I mean, this is... You've got bare, spare a thought, please, for me. Yes. I mean, just generally, but more specifically, <laughs> because I've still yet to hear Rob. In action. Yes. Mm. So for, I've, I've never... He was long before my time, and so I have absolutely no idea... Yeah. Uh, ..you know, what's coming. And it's driving me up the wall. Yeah. I Even know. When well, it's so driving the rest of us up the wall. Well, yes, but at least you, you, yeah. you know, you know, you know, Rob. And some people I... genuinely get the heebie-jeebies when they hear his voice, so they will be desperate for him not to reappear. Oh well, in that case, I'd, uh, I uh, I apologise for my pitch perfect impersonation of him in last week's <laughs> sketch. Must yes. have uh, scared a few people. <laughs> Maybe. Like having Rob in the. I'm room. sure you did, but not in that way. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is from James Everett. It's the Everett's. <laughs> Who does Ben think he is? On Open Farm Sunday, Ben has decided that he should be wandering around chatting to people and answering questions. Ben, who is a trainee nurse and a B&B owner, whereas Pip, who is an actual farmer, is stuffed away in the barn with two elderly live birds dishing out scones and lemon drizzle. A disgrace. That's from the PAFC, a.k.a. Yeah. James. He's not wrong. He mm. is not wrong. Yeah. I don't know what, she's called Daisy Badger, the lady that plays Pip. And I don't know what she's doing at the moment, but it's clearly something good. Hmm. Mm. It's a good name, that Daisy Badger. Yeah, especially for the And with a name like Daisy Badger, you'd you'd put money on, if you were there at the birth of Daisy Badger, you'd pop down to Labrooks and have a couple of quid on her eventually becoming an actor, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. What's the name? Daisy Badger? Right. I'm back in a minute. (laughs) Five quid Watercrest each way. Banjo. Um Well, you can't bet each way on a yes, no, can you? <laughs> um, Mark Reedman says, wasn't that a weird echo of Macbeth in the exchange between Lee and Tom on Friday night? Lee, Was it? if we should fail, Tom, uh. we fail, but screw your courage to the sticking place and we'll not fail. So that would make Lee Macbeth, Tom, Lady Macbeth, and mm. Rob Titchener, the noble King Duncan. Okay, it's clearly more about the poetry than an analogy. Keep up the good work, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Um, I admire your desperate attempt to link the archers to something highbrow. <laughs> yes. If if twere done, yes. twere well, twere done um, half arsedly. <laughs> By Batman and Robin. Yes. I'm going, oh, Rob, stop it. <laughs> it's hardly, it's hard. Please. 
I mean, stop it. I, I, I love a bit. I love a bit of the Scottish play, but it's we're not in those realms, are we? But not, not nearly. Especially Unless as National was, Lampoon made a version of of Macbeth that I haven't seen yet. The only the only time that Macbeth gets a mensch generally in um uh in these sort of things is when uh some git bloke is trying to blame everything on the woman and immediately you know like Meghan Markle is Lady Macbeth for, and yes, no, 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 it's Lady Macbeth Lady because Macbeth. they're you know and, oh Carrie Thing Johnson is Lady Macbeth is no, any, actually, any woman who actually might be Karen Lady Macbeth to be fair no she isn't he's just a he's a he was he was a pillock before he met her there's nothing to do with her but no, I no, think no, it's not it's not about being a pillock it's about being evil isn't it encouraged but i just i just think it's basically you get called lady macbeth if you've got an opinion on something so yeah Mm, yeah. um right now let's do what the hell is happening here victoria littler was bang on the money oh well done victoria um do you remember what it was you said it was years before you started listening wasn't it so this was this was clary and the kids right yeah but i can't remember the question what was the question well, the question what was, the hell, what the hell, hell is was happening, happening here? here? No, okay. But I, I mean, it was... No, I don't know. Uh, she says, this was a celebration of either Clary's birthday or her wedding anniversary. And since they couldn't afford to go on a beach holiday, Eddie decided to create a beach in their garden and surprise her. Ah. That's why Mia and Jake had their swimming costumes on right. and were carrying buckets and spades. Uh-huh. Uh, and... Oh, yeah, I just assumed they were at the seaside. James Everett said it was uh, Claire's 60th, but it was um, Clary's 60th birthday. The plan was for Eddie to take Clary down to the seaside. However, this couldn't go ahead. So instead, Eddie, with the help of Nick, bought the beach to Ambridge, including donkey rides from Bartleby. Eddie also bought Clary's sister, Rosie, up. Hmm. So now... Brought brought her up in conversation? No, brought her up to the farm. Oh, I see. Okay. So now... So well done. Uh, Victoria, you win absolutely nothing apart from our <laughs> yes. g- g- great good admiration and admiration. Yeah. Yes. Um, how far away is the Borsetshire Riviera, by the way? How far did would Eddie have had to take Clary for the day out at the beach? Well, probably they often go to. I think it's Yarmouth. Really? I don't know where yeah, I got okay. that from. I don't know. I thought, thought like Barry would be. First of all, Barry would be, you know, more up Eddie's street and secondly, closer. A great Yarmouth would be totally up Eddie's street. Yeah, but Yarmouth, um, perhaps my geography, it's, is Yarmouth on the wash? Is it sort of um, between sort of, um, oh, I'm going to get myself in trouble now, between Norfolk and Lincolnshire, sort of around there. Is that Yarmouth? I don't know. Bloody hell, I'm going to have to look so the listeners don't shout at us. Mm. Um, right, so anyway, this is this week's What the Hell is Happening Here. You ready? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to know this. You know that, right? What? I'm not going to know. Oh, Christ. I'm nowhere near with Yarmouth. Ready? Sorry. Sorry, everybody. But it's certainly nowhere near Borsetshire. Anyway, what the hell is happening here? Yes. What the is happening? That was a good speech you made at the wedding. Thank you. When you said you'd love me forever. Yes. I almost believed you. What do you mean, almost? 
I think, you know... I meant every word. I'm not a liar. You're certainly very plausible. <sighs> you know, um, really not sure I can go on with this. Not the first time you said that. What the hell... Exactly. ...is happening? Here. So that was Krusty. Yeah, and... And... I don't know. Rob. Right, well, I might... Right, so I... I did think briefly that sounds a bit like Rob having mm. I don't have a lot of, of uh, experience to go on but what the because the crusty was 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 um, Jill was left at the altar wasn't she yep by Tom um, Tom when she did the famous crusty scream is that like the uh, the Wilhelm scream yeah Except louder. They're using it. They're using it in in television programs and films. Um, uh, I mean, we're not supposed to come up with the answer anyway, are we? But I have absolutely. I know. I know. Well, it sounds like it can't be all that long ago. No. No. Okay. Mm. So Krusty and Rob were getting married somehow. But clearly, they didn't like each other at all. Yes. Was that true? I'm presuming it was. Could, did Krusty? Oh, here's a good question. Did Krusty know what was happening to Helen uh, yes. when it was when it was happening? Yes. Okay. And what, if anything, did she do about she it? She tried. She tried her absolute best. Yeah. Which was why it was such a good. Um, ah, that brings me back. Sorry. Quick diversion into the realms of gloom, everybody. Um, Crusty tried her absolute hardest to get Helen to see what was happening with Rob. Mm, Crusty didn't yeah. particularly like him from the outset. Okay. Um, she was one of the first ones to go, hmm, this isn't quite right. And then Ian mm-hmm. caught on as well. Um, she uh, gave, I think she gave Helen a, a, a burner phone um, that she oh, could yeah. use. Uh, this is the sort of thing why, this is the sort of situation that... Uh, echoes real life very very closely which is why I'm doing my walk for refuge I've done 30 miles so far um, so I've got 30 to go well, lots of you have spots well uh, including this is because I get lost a lot so I actually end up doing more than you know I intend to so I, that's why I'm ahead of schedule um, so uh, Auntie Jean has sponsored me thank you very much Auntie Jean and Greg and Anna and lots of shy people who don't put their name on which I don't blame you at all because quite often online you don't want to put your name on things especially when it's to do with money but um, thank you so so much I really appreciate it uh, I've gone sailing over my target and I'm heading towards triple it which is tripling it which is Crikey. incredible and brilliant and thank you um, but uh there are lots of yeah so crusty tried her absolute hardest um it generally on average it takes women four tries before they leave uh an abusive relationship um and i think there's something like the average is something like 26 incidents before they decide it's time to leave which is horrendous so that can be repeated visits to a and e yeah. where they say, no, 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 it's just I fell over or I tripped over. And it's when the doctors are going, really? Because that's the third time you've tripped over this month. And they're like, oh, no. Um, uh, so, and th- that's why the storyline was quite so agonizing because it was so realistic and it played yeah. out in real time. So it took place yeah. over two years. 
or yeah. 18 months, something yeah. like that, um, which is why it drove people into quite the frenzy that it did and also why it's so kind of gripping whether or not he's going to come back and what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Krusty did try her hardest. Um, it's once. very difficult, isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 uh, I think I've told you this before, but I, um, so I had an ex-girlfriend who'd been in a... Mm. Uh, an extremely abusive uh, relationship um, and I've ended up, ended up in hospital on several occasions and um, uh, he was uh, her, her ex-boyfriend was a really really uh, bad man um, and I was stood talking to my ex-girlfriend's uh, stepfather one day who was a really uh, a, a lovely bloke and B uh, a brickie so you know uh, he was a big man and um uh, I think, you know, uh, knew how to... Uh, he wasn't afraid of anything, let's put it that mm. way. Um, and I, he and I was, were, were standing around a barbecue, as men do, um, one afternoon. And I said, when we were talking about my ex-girlfriend and her ex, um, and I said to him, you must have known, you must have known what was going mm. on. And he said, yeah, I did. Mm. And I said, and you never, you know, you never, I mean, I was young and naive and... Um, uh, I wouldn't ask this question today, but nonetheless, you know, I said to him, did you never think about doing something about it? And he said to me, what what, what should I have done? He said, anything that I did mm. um, sort of uh, uh, unilaterally was just going to make things worse. Yeah. It was going to have consequences for her. Yeah. For her. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, you can't... Um, yeah. You can you can be supportive mm. a lot of the time, but not not more than yeah. that. Yeah, and one of the things that the abuser does is isolate you from yeah, right. friends. That's happened yeah. to a friend of mine, um, yeah. who's only realised in the last couple of years that the women around her are supporting her because he'd done such a good job of convincing her that yeah. we were all troublemakers that we were you know we'd taken it against him for some weird reason that we weren't as bright as him we felt threatened by him all this nonsense yeah, yeah. and now things are changing because she's suddenly started to trust the peach she's realized that we're not the we're not the well, bad you, guys you here. are you are a troublemaker though uh well yeah i know well she's Generally. giving me a special pass i think um right so yes that's why so crusty did try her absolute best and um she testified uh, against rob and yeah. she um yeah she was in an impossible well done situation. crusty yes good uh, for her which is why however sanctimonious she gets uh i have a soft spot for her <laughs> yes um no, I see that. and also she given half a chance she would have stabbed rob good and proper i think uh, stabbed him right up the face yes exactly yeah. Um, right, and now on that uh, del delicious segue of stabbing people right up the face, we now cross to Ambridge, uh, no we don't, we cross to uh, Radio Borsetshire, uh, where Febreze is on the red carpet. Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin, do you want to know how I know I am true celebrity? I went to BAFTAs. Yes, 
the Borchester Agriculture for Thespians Awards. I did a broadcast from outside with my little mic, but unlike real award ceremonies, Hugh Grant was not really, really rude to anyone. Press button, please call in. Hello, hello, it is me, Fabrice of Verpisham, looking like I just stepped out of the salon, because I have. I am outside the glamorous Borchester Town Hall, which we have only just discovered we have, and I am at the BAFTAs, waiting for the stars to arrive on the red carpet. Well, it's not red, it's actually more of blue swirly flowers, as it was from Auntie Cardboard's room at the Laurels. It's very exciting evening. The press is all here. Well, well, it's me and the Borchester Echo. But who is this approaching? Oh, it is Ruth Archer. Let us see if we can have a word. Hi, Fabrice, and hello to all my fans on Radio Borsetshire. You are looking lovely, Ruth Archer. And do you mean my wellies? They're new. I'm walking a bit funny, but they were tied together when I got them, and I've just realised I forgot to undo them. Which award are you up for? I'm going for best performance of someone really looking forward to having yet another pensioner in a house. It's a hotly contested category, but I think I'm in with a chance. I've worked really hard at smiling, nodding and not murdering anyone, and I'm hoping my acting skills will have paid off. Well, best of luck. Oh, Kate! Kate Macaroni, may we have a word? Who are you wearing this evening? Hi, Febreze. Lovely to see you. I'm wearing a vegan designer, Anushka Mushroom, and this gown is entirely made of spun sugar and the stringy bits off bananas. It's hugely exciting. Unless it rains. And then it transforms into a sort of fritter, but fingers crossed. Oh, and my category is not caring about a will. I really put in the performance of my life there, pretending I wasn't bothered that Mum had completely lost her mind and left a huge wodge to Martha and no one else. Well, you look very style. Oh, let me just help. A bit of your banana string is dangling. There you go. Good luck. Let us see who else we can see. Oh, Sabrina. Is it Sabrina? She has had so many new faces now, I can only tell by shoes. Yoo-hoo, Sabrina! Oh, she waved. No, she gone quickly, running away from Mrs. Smellamby, who is trying to sign her up for something with clipboard. Mrs. Smellamby, how are you? Can we grab you for a little chatter? Hello, Febreze. As you can imagine, as someone at the forefront of the dramatic arts in Ambridge, with the exception of that strange Eurovision episode, this is the highlight of my cultural year. I feel incredibly fortunate to have been nominated for Best Director. For which production? All of them, since the beginning of time. Can anyone remember who produced them before I arrived in the village? No. Ambridge was a cultural desert. Now, if you'll excuse me, I think I can see Martin Scorsese over there, and I must say hello or he'll never forgive me. Martin? Martin? That is not Martin Scorsese. It is Martin Gibson. That woman is a bonker. Oh, my goodness grace. Here is the fragrance Lady Elizabeth Lower Loxley, looking incredible. Lady Elizabeth, you look cold. How are you, Febreze? Thank you. I wasn't sure about the weather, so I put on another rope of pearls. Would not a dress also have been a good idea? I didn't want to look too fussy, you know. You look puzzled, Febreze. Well, yes. 
I am wondering where is your ticket? It's fine. I've already swiped in. So, thank you to me for a wonderful evening at the BAFTAs. If anyone care, here are the other top awards. Tony Archer for Choo Choo Sound Effects, Lily Pargeter for Worst Housemate, Neil Carter for Inappropriate Use of Sex Noises, and Pat Archer won the Lifetime Award for Mind Control. It was a very style evening, but I was disappointed with the goodie bags. A wedge of cheese, a signed photo of Sarin and Novichok, and a voucher for a bat of Bittenberg at the Orangey. Uh, bye! Radio Borsetshire Hello. Hello. That was very good, wasn't it? I tell it you was. what, that Febreze is, is uh, what a man. <laughs> Subject to confirmation. Um, uh, <laughs> subject to medical testing. Uh, the reason I played that in then, rather than mm. putting it in after, yeah. it's it's a local. It was a local radio thing. I was absolutely desperate for a wee, so I had to leg it uh, um. down to have a wee. And then, in in you could always tell when I used to work on BBC Radio Northampton, um, sort of volunteer, not not properly work. And um, when the DJ needed a wee, needed a poo, they'd put on Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> so every time you you heard Stairway to Heaven. You knew that no. um, uh, Steve okay. was in the bog. You've spoiled it a little by telling everybody now that you went for a wee. Sorry. I like I mean, to keep the listeners abreast of these things. Could have done that up front and, uh, and just paused the recording. And, oh. Or I could have entertained the listeners with hilarious anecdotes while you went About for a wee. down your way. Hmm. <laughs> About charcoal burners. <laughs> Wheelwrights. There's one. There's one where they're making wagon wheels. Brilliant. No, not making wagon wheels. I love they're wagon re- wheels. They're putting. They're putting. They're putting. Oh no, you haven't had one recently, then. And they're shrunk as well, haven't they? Not the same as they used to be mm. at all, Lucy. Oh. Very disappointing. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm still. I'm still steering well clear of fruit clubs, just in case mm. they've done that as well. Ooh, I can't like face the disappointment. Mince pie wrapped in chocolate. Mm. Anyway, uh, putting tyres on wagon wheels. You know, oh. steel or iron, steel, iron. But you do it in a fire because you have to stretch the. Uh, you have to stretch because it's a steel tyre. You Even you've lost it interest it in this now. No, it was really, it's really good. <laughs> Go and watch it. I don't know what's worse. Harriet urging me to watch Britain's Got Sodding Talent every two no, minutes. Seriously, you, that's much worse. And you telling me Come to on. watch wheel rights. You're a country girl as well. Yeah, I know, that's why I don't need to watch people doing things. Anyway. No, but it's not about watching them doing things. It's about Jack Hargreaves being there all lovely and... and he reminds me of a grand, He reminds me of my grandfather. Yes. Okay, last Jack Hargreaves content okay. and then I'll stop, I yeah. promise, all right? Yeah. If you are at all interested, go and read Jack Hargreaves' Wikipedia entry. He was, uh, he was not at all who you think he was. He was a remarkable man. Now, this week's uh, Matt Rodriguez Payne M- Meisterwerk is um, it, it is some, a track that he says he's now got fed up with me cobbling together a spurious link, so he's now doing his own. Um, 
except his aunt's spirit is mine. This track perhaps represents the current meeting of minds, standoffs and conflict between loads of people, i.e. Brian against Stella, and a prediction of Stella against Adam later on, Helen and Lee against Rob, Brad against Georgie, Tracy against Emma. Anyway, I hope you like it. Right, you ready? Hmm. It is excellent. I love this one. I love them all. Utterly, I know I always say it's my favourite ever, but this is my favourite ever. That so who, out of, out of the people he described, who is the good, the bad and the ugly? Um, the good is Stella. The, she's definitely not the ugly, I'll tell no. you that, Lucy. <laughs> so the good is Stella, the yeah. bad is Georgie. Uh, is it too late to have a little chat about Georgie? No. All right. Because I don't... Right. I kind of... I have some sympathy with him. I Sorry, the line went funny then. I, I thought see, you said you had some sympathy for him. I see... No, he is obviously a little turd. Yes. Right? I'm not yes. disputing that. But many... But I kind of see what he's getting at about his mum. Right. He has earned a lot of her scorn. Mm. But she does, her first reaction to most things, although she actually this week did sort of, um, she, she laid the light in or laid that to the light, laid the light to that. Um, but her first reaction is negative, And I completely understand why. Mm. Because he is a little turd. Mm. But the whole thing is a vicious circle. Mm. I see what he's getting at. There we go, I said it. Well, well, it's been nice knowing you, Jeff. Anyway, we had a good, we had a good run. Uh, I'll watch your future career with considerable interest. I think the thing is with Emma, I reckon. I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. But with my knee jerk aside, yeah. Emma's uncle went to prison. A uh. mother went to prison, helping said uncle. Ed was addicted to ketamine and was homeless, was addicted to yeah. smack and was homeless. Yeah, yeah. His best friend also had a drug problem and a... <laughs> Do you see where it's, I'm going with this? It's one, it's one, it's one small rural village. I know, and it's I know. it's like, know. you know, mid-1984 Tower Hamlets. Yeah, it's... well, no, drug problem in the, in the in rural areas is massive because there's nothing yeah. else to do. But anyway... Yeah, yeah. Um, so, she is terrified, yeah, and she's married into the Grundys, where Ed's, Ed, Ed, uh, uh, Georgie's uncle was in prison, Alf. Um, 
his father's always sort of wavered around on the slightly dodgy side of legal. So you can see why she is overly uh, judgmental of Georgie because she is desperate that he turns out well and not like his antecedents, I think. Yeah, okay. But she's making it worse. She is, but nobody's perfect. (laughs) And, you know, quite often he is given the choice between doing the right thing and doing the awful thing. And he picks the awful thing. You know, he's not... uh, it's not, It's not like... You know, he's uh, he's a good kid who's getting uh, a bad rap. Yeah, know. I mean, if it was Brad and yeah. you know Tracy was endlessly picking on yeah, him, yeah, then... absolutely, yeah, because mm. he is a good kid. But no, but I just think um... it's the foregone conclusion that he's going to the bad. You mean exactly? Mm. And I'm glad. I'm really glad that he's got his grandmother. Ugh. I can't bear that. It's just nauseating. If he. It's how you end up with... That's how girls end up with terrible, terrible boyfriends because they've had nanas and mothers and everything else. That, I mean, that, that, that indulge them and tr- tell them that they're, you know, that no one has ever seen their like before, which, which produces arrogant little toss bags. But if, no, if, if, if your grandparents aren't going to tell you that you're a special little prince, story mm. princess, then who is? Mm. Yes. Mm, I think they've gone slightly too too far the other way, though, I think. But anyway. I know he went too far. You did in your monologue with what you were suggesting, Lucy. <laughs> now, now we come to it. <laughs> I know, I heard you go, Ugh. Yes, well, <laughs> I, th- I think I'm going to have to get my ass cheeks surgically unclenched. It's the, it's the fawning over his muscles and all that. Mm, okay no all right anyway so that was a good week uh good show well done and uh gotta go now bye all right are you going (laughs) well eventually okay i just don't want to talk about georgie's muscles anymore okay no no um right well we're finished anyway now so there we are okay Uh, i think we've missed off a massive bit of the script but then we've oh no it's fine it was only the patreon um, so we can go and we will say goodbye and I will play you out with uh, the good, the bad and the ugly or well, sh- shall I not shall I not do the last bit of the script then if, well you can if you like but I'm sure people are bored to tears with hearing it's, it it but... says alternatively but it's, it's not alternatively because no. but uh, anyway if you would like to visit patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the Couch you can support us at any subscription level you can find us on Facebook on Twitter at at on Ambridge and Febreze is at Fabulous Febreze, or you can email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. That's ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. And we'll play you out with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Bye bye. Bye, everybody.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.